know how to say that. Lagubalin, Lagubalin. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's. I mean, I'm. I'm not a Scotch connoisseur, but I quite enjoy my scotches, and I enjoy very peaty, very smoky scotches. So, smoky scotches. Um. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what we're drinking tonight. Cool. Well, um, we're already recording. I just hit the record on here, so uh, we can get Sweet. right into it. Yeah, because. Uh, um, <laughs> welcome to Bow Hunting Soul. We've been trying for the last fifteen minutes here, mostly. Uh, half on my part here to uh with some technical difficulties and uh today we've got um dylan drago on and doing, uh sir? yeah thank you for joining me i really 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 appreciate it pleasure and honor is mine my friend so we we finally get to like see each other like face to face uh i started following dylan uh on uh well various like facebook forums and you know you were on the push podcast i listened to you on there super intriguing guy i thought and then i started following you on instagram and then uh, lately, just recently, you went on a uh, on a black bear hunt. That's right. So yep. you, you shoot traditional, um, and you do all this kind of like uh, motivational, inspirational kind of uh, speeches and stuff. You started doing on on Instagram. That's very. So I want to get into all of that kind of stuff because I really don't know cool. you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So I, I kind of yep. wanted to start with, uh, I guess, I mean, where do you live and, and and what do you do? What do you do for a living? So um, I live in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. I actually live in North Vancouver, and um, and it's this kind of neat little tucked-in base of the mountains place um, in uh, the greater Vancouver area. And uh, for those people that don't know where Vancouver is in British Columbia, it's like at the bo- the bottom southern uh, tip of all of BC. And uh, so the so you know for people in the United States, I'm like four hours from Seattle. Um, and, uh, we get a lot of rain here and I've been living here in Vancouver now. Um, I wasn't born here. I was born in India. I grew up in Dubai and I've been in Canada now for 20 something years. Wow. Um, got married, uh, had a bunch of kids, uh, you know, three boys right now. Oldest is six, youngest just turned two. Uh, and our middle guy is, uh, standing over on the corner here watching me. Cool. Uh, he's, uh, he's, he just turned four just a couple of days ago. Oh, happy but, birthday. Uh, what, what, what day? What, 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 when was his birthday? He was on, 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 uh, on Monday, the 24th of June, Fulton turned four. Oh, cool. Um, Fulton, you want to come here? You want to say hi? My, my daughter turned seven on the 15th, so. Cool. So, yeah, happy birthday. All right, everyone. Happy belated this, birthday. Happy birthday. Happy. Say thank you. Thank you. All right, go play. Daddy's going to finish up over here. Um, and so, yeah, so my wife and I are expecting baby number four in November. So oh, wow. So it's a busy time for us. Yeah, November? So, uh, Dude. So. Dude. Yeah, yeah. What, what were you thinking? I know, I know. I've, I've taken all of, I've taken all of uh, August and September and October off to make stuff happen. Don't yeah. Worry. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm not going to get into the rut, but, uh, you know, but, you know, I'll, I'm going to do my absolute best to, to make sure I put some deer and some elk down on the ground. Um, it's overrated yeah, anyway. You know, that's, that's where all like, you know, the, the masses, uh, uh, hunt. Unfortunately, that's where I end up using, there, shooting anything. You know, but, this is yeah. strategic for me. Exactly. I, I engineered it this way. Uh, <laughs> that was just the, the fun part. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, what I do for a living, you know, uh, my, when, when we came, first came to, to Canada, we immigrated here. Um, my parents did it to give me and my sister just a, a, a better standard of living, mm-hmm. uh, education, access to education and all that. But we, we ran into some financial trouble pretty quickly um my dad ended up with a couple of failed businesses um on some bad advice and by the time i was in high school my parents uh, owed um four hundred thousand dollars in debt oh wow basically yeah. to loan sharks credit card yeah it was pretty bad yeah when i finished high school 
I didn't really have any post-secondary options. Uh, I was just working a bunch of jobs. I thought I was going to end up becoming a pilot. You know, if I could land a job making a buck fifty a year, uh, then I'd be able to help my parents get out of debt. But then 9-11 happened and all that kind of went out the window. Wow. So around the same time, I was introduced to a finance education firm. Mm-hmm. that was trying to b- bring financial literacy to the masses. And I was very intrigued with this company. I was actually introduced to the company through my wife's family. My wife's um, it, uh, of Italian descent. Mm-hmm. Um, her, uh, her parents, her grandparents moved here from Italy. And, um, and so we, I, I started looking at this company purely from an educational standpoint, I had no intention of ever working with them. Fast forward three years, I was able to help my parents clear out all of their debt. Wow. Just with strategies and things that, you know, they, that, that I'd learned over a period of time. And the cool thing about that was they gave me an opportunity to work with the firm. Mm-hmm. I figured if I could teach my parents how to do this, I could teach anybody how to do it. So I started just basically being an instructor and helping one family at a time. And then that grew to um, helping um, train and develop other people. To, to do the same thing, and then it expanded to opening up center. So I became a, uh, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur, but I kind of fell in love with being a business owner. Right. Um, and so 90%, you know, when you're asking about, like, what do I do? Where does all, like, the motivational stuff mm-hmm. and all that stuff come from? Yeah. That That's all in my business world. I do that every day. Yeah. Um, with a team of people, multiple teams of people all across Canada, and the United States, and sometimes internationally as well. Um, and it's really just mindset and skill set training um, to be able to win in business. Because in business, you you can you know you get started, you have so many false starts. You think you get it time, get it going time and time and again, and you just get knocked back down to ground zero. And yep. you just you have to have um, that inner. You, you have to have something out other than outside motivation. If you're mm. waiting for somebody to motivate you, right. you're never going to get around to doing what you need. So yeah. that's where that experience and I've been doing this for 10 years now and um, and I love it you know I'm, I'm probably never going to leave it but it's opened up so many other avenues so a few years ago I think must have been 2010 um, I had come back from a trip my wife and I had taken a trip to India we came back and I had some major health challenges and doctors did tests ultrasounds blood tests everything and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with me that all they could tell me was I needed to stop eating cruciferous vegetables. I was basically eating carrots and peas for three years. Oh, wow. And it, it was horrible. And I got fed up with that. And I said, I'm going to self-diagnose. I kept a food journal. And that's kind of me. Is I like reverse engineering things and yeah. figuring things out. I, that's just how I operate. And so I kept a food journal. And I uh, figured out that organic seemed to be – I had a sugar intolerance that was, that was causing an inflamed pancreas and eating organic vegetables and eating organic meat Mm -hmm. was the thing that eventually cured me Um, and it became very expensive very quickly so that's kind of how things led to how do I get organic meat Ah, without the ridiculous prices I can see where this is heading yep yeah and so that's kind of that's where the idea of hunting first showed up into my mind I had shot a bow I've been fascinated with uh, the longbow for forever you know I've been uh, bit of a, a history nut and I love the English longbowman and you know I love I just love the whole medieval scene so I was like you know what I'm gonna build a longbow and I'm gonna and I'm going to uh, and I'm going to uh, harvest an animal to feed my family with a longbow that I built that yeah. was the goal and then I figured out I built a longbow I found this really cool website called uh, poorfolkbows.com okay. 
Uh, this guy teaches you how to build a longbow out of an oak board you can get from Home Depot, and it worked. Like I built arrows, is, I built a. Is he the one that builds it in his apartment? He was yes, building in his apartment. I've right. seen that. I've seen that video years ago. Yep, yep. His name is Sam Worthington or something. I can't remember, but I've, I've watched I a couple remember. of them videos. Yeah, years ago. Yep. Yeah, I watched his videos, and I and I did it. I built it on my balcony. We were living in a little, you know, seven hundred square foot apartment. Yeah, and... I remember him building it on his balcony too. Yep. Oh, that's yeah. I did it exactly the way he did it, and it worked. And I was so fast; I was just like proud of myself with this. And then, uh, you know, I, I I started to try to get accurate and realize that this is there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Like that, mm-hmm. I I have so much working against me, and especially here, I find in in British Columbia, the hunting community as as awesome as the hunting is that, that we have access to this this land, it it doesn't come without its fair share of challenges. People are not very open to mentoring people up here. And so after a few years of failing, um, you know, I got my hunting license and everything and realizing that this was going to be way harder than I thought. I said, all right, I'm just going to rifle hunt. So I got a rifle Mm -hmm. and started trying to find a mentor and trying to figure that out. And a couple of years later, um, this would have been now three years ago, three years ago, two years ago from, from this year, 2019. So 2017, uh, in October, I missed a doe at 80 yards with my rifle. Yeah. And that's kind of how things started to change for me in terms of my belief about hunting. Um, I was on how, a, how so? Well, I just I, I have a very obsessive personality, very addictive personality. And so I could not let it go. I just could not. You know, I had an opportunity here. It was the last hour, the last day of hunting. Me and two other buddies, we come up on this doe, stop the truck. I hop out. I get into not a prone position, but I get into the most uh, kneeling basin. It's like a yeah. kneeling shot. And I, I couldn't believe that I flinched on this thing. Yeah. And I needed to understand what happened. And that's when I started. I remembered listening to a podcast where – this guy from Iron Mind Hunting, Joel Turner, mm-hmm. um, was talking about the science of target panic. And then I went and listened to I, – I basically searched Apple Podcasts for his name. Yeah. And every episode that he'd ever been on, yeah. I downloaded that episode and started listening to it. I could I, I, I could um, verbatim give you you know, everything that he was saying because mm-hmm. I'd listened to it so much. A couple months later, um, I find out he's coming to, to Calgary. I take ten. I take a ten-hour drive one way to go see this guy for a day. Yeah. Um, my wife's awesome. You know, she's holding down the fort, lets me go, and I come back. I, I meet him there, and one of the first questions he asks me doing the workshop is, "All right, buddy, what's your plan?" And I'm listening to other people, you know, give their plans, and and I started to give him what he says in terms of shot control right back at him. Yeah. Uh, I said, "I'm going to shoot the shot perfectly, or I'm not going to shoot it at all. I'm going to do this right." And he goes, all right, tough guy. Uh, let's see if you can really do this. He starts filming me really close. And, you know, I, I made a, some controlled shots. And uh, that's kind of where our friendship began. And I remember saying to him that day, I said, it'll be a dream one day if I can harvest an elk with a longbow. Yeah. If I can harvest an animal with a longbow. And he's like, maybe it's five years out or ten years out. And he looked at me and he, he just gave me – it was almost like he smelled something really bad. Like he had that expression on his face. He looked at me and he was like – are you nuts? Because you're good enough to harvest an animal like this year. Yeah. And it's amazing what someone else's belief will do to your own. You know, I believe that in every conversation, we're either creating belief in somebody else or in ourselves or we're crushing it. And Joel, for me, that day was 
creating tremendous belief that I could do this. Yeah. So fast forward a year, and it brings us to this year, basically. And um, I'm on a bear hunt, and I've harvested a bear, a black bear on the ground, 25 yards, not without help. Like, you know, I had tremendous help going into all of this. Like, and I had some really good friends that I've met as a result of the communities, like the, the, the push community or all the trad communities on Facebook. And, um, and it's just, it's been such a, a wealth of knowledge and learning, but I've I managed to accelerate it in such a short period of time. It just kind of blew me away. Yeah. What was possible? And it was all belief. Right. So everything I do on Instagram, it's all tied. It's all tied to whether it's archery, whether it's your family, whether it's your faith life, whether it's your physical fitness, whatever the case may be. You're not going to chase after something if you don't actually believe you can get a result. Right. Not going to put the time, the effort, the energy, the work ethic that's required. And so every time I'm on Instagram, you know, one of the things that I've said is if I'm going to go on there, I'm going to go on there to contribute. I'm not going to go on there just to consume. Right. And so I just, I just, when I'm there and I see lots of people are on their phone, I just want to pump them full of belief that they mm-hmm. can. Yeah. It doesn't matter what arena they're playing in, that they can. So yeah, so that's kind of how I got to where I am right now, where hunting came from and all of that. So was the bear the very first thing you you ever harvested with with anything or the first it's the first thing I've harvested with a stick bow. Okay. But you said yeah. you've done some rifle hunting before that. What what did you end up yeah, shooting? So, so last year actually this just this past uh, season um, I was successful with my rifle on a just a spike buck. We mm-hmm. still we're still eating them. He's in he's in the freezer there. Sounds yummy. But yeah, he's well. He was good, um, and you know, for me, it was kind of like I, I even remember that hunt. Um, I was uh, it was a, a buddy of mine who's a rifle hunter, and he said, "You got to come up to this." He's about three hours away from me, and he's like, "We're gonna go together." And he planned this trip, and I got sick, and I wasn't able to go. And then on the last day, I told my wife, "I was like, you know, if I don't go, this was this was November. <laughs> we were talking about you know hunting the rut. This yeah. was like November 11th, basically November 11th, <laughs> November 12th." But yeah. I'm like. You know, if if I don't go on this thing, I'm gonna kick myself so bad. So right. it's like fever or not, I'm just gonna go. Yeah. So popped a couple of Advil, got in the truck three o'clock in the morning, drove out to meet him, picked him up, and we headed out. Had this amazing two-hour hike in, bunched a, 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 a bumped a bunch of does, and, um, and is this coastal sudden, or interior you know, now? Are you you're not on you're you're like in, in BC proper now. By the time you, you get there, right? So is this well, actually, coastal? I'm up, on the, up, up on the coast. So I am not going into the interior. So okay, this so you one are coastal. Right okay. up on yeah. the coast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I went two hours north up on the side of the coast. So is this blacktail um, then, or? Yeah, blacktail. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we're just kind of sitting at a clear cut and just watching the sun come up, and I start to feel that the the Advil's wearing off. I'm starting <laughs> to get the shakes. <laughs> oh jeez. And I, I I look up and I'm like, oh look, there's like five or six doe just kind of walking away. And I'm looking behind, and my buddy's right beside me, and I'm looking behind and go, oh, there's another doe there. And I'm like, is that a doe? And I put my pie nose up, and I go, that's a spike buck. My buddy looks at me, and he goes, well, shoot him then. Yeah, so, legal. Yeah, yeah, legal. He's down. And so, uh, you know, I, I, that was my, my one and only opportunity, and I took it. And, nice. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a big uh, track job. Like, I, we, I, I put a, a couple of shots on him because the, the first one – my buddy said, I don't know if you hit him or not. And I was like, I thought I hit him. He's like, I'll shoot him again. And I shot him again. And 
sure enough, I, I'd hit him perfect the first time, and yeah. I just ended up putting another putting another round through him. But mm-hmm. uh, that was my first, um, my was my first harvest, just me alone, like right. with, with with a rifle. Awesome. Um, I've been on a couple of other hunts where <clears throat> somebody else has gotten, and I've been I've been on that that I've had the experience of that, but this was the first time that I was actually doing it, and. <clears throat> um, so that was this past uh, past November, and then a few months later, you know, I I met a bunch of fantastic guys. Um, uh, Ian Fair through the uh, the push archery guys, you know, I met him at a three D shoot. Um, Hector Stewart, uh, Jeff Chan, uh, you know, the uh, Justin, like all these really cool people. They're all on the, the the push Facebook community. Right. You know, we just kind of all got together and you know ian's just become like one of my best friends and uh he's been doing black bear for, for several years and if it wasn't for him i wouldn't have been on this black bear hunt and he's the one that uh, went with you right or you went with him he was the one that went with me yeah, okay. we had our, our first go around was april 11th which was my birthday yeah and we ended up with i think it was three <clears throat> flat tires in 24 hours no way yeah and we saw one pile of scat oh geez yeah on the road three days of hunting and it was just, it was just so bad. You know, it was, it was very depressing and, uh, you, to, to be, to go and to come back and to, I'd, I'd already made up my mind on the way back. Like this is, this it wasn't a hunting trip for me. I was like, this is a, just a comedy of errors, but I, right. I used it as a learning experience. And you know, I've, I've kind of said this before. If somebody, if, if you're going to go to war and someone's pulled out a pistol, You've got to you've got to respond with a bazooka, right? You, you you sometimes you don't even need to pull the trigger, but you got to you you got to show you got to show them that you mean business. Yeah. So for me, the pistol was failing on April 11th that that those three days and having everything go wrong that could possibly go wrong. And on our do over, I wanted to make sure that you know I I, I was going in with a bazooka this time around. Um, so we kind of, you know, I, I did everything from co- co- brand new set of tires to, uh, like, like eight ply tires, off-road tires right. and, uh, and, um, looking at maps, identifying where we were going to go and all this, like, it was just, it was that much more intense for me. And I'd replayed it in my mind over and over and over and over again. So that when that moment arrived, there was not going to be any hesitation of what needed to happen. It wasn't I was looking to somebody else for a, a nod or a go-ahead. It was like, this is it. I'm going. So how many days right. was that? You said three days, right? You said yep. the, the, the first yep. time you went in April. Now, how, how long is the uh, is the season there? So the season opens. So our spring bear goes till, I think, I, I could be wrong in this, but I think it opens sometime, sometime in late March, early April. Yeah. And it goes till... The middle of June or the end of June in some parts of BC okay. for black bear, yeah, for spring bear, and then it closes for a couple of months, then opens up again in the fall, and then you can hunt them right until I want to say November. I could be wrong, but yeah. something like that. And you're allowed two as a resident. You're allowed two black bear um, in BC. Oh so, wow! Okay, on the yeah. same on the same tag or or separate tags? You just allowed two per separate year. Tag, yeah, I guess you you're just allowed to take to your 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 bag limit for the for that season is two okay but you're you're allowed you have to buy two tags two tags yeah mm-hmm. so then you Which, went home you, know, you, re, you regrouped a bit and then so you you were on that first one did you did you take the rifle again or were you taking your your, your longbow yeah, so no so what ended up happening was the the plan was when we went the first time it was i'm going with my bow and i'm gonna hunt exclusively with my bow yeah 
But if on the last day we just have, we've blown so many stocks or opportunities and we just can't make it happen, I want to come home with meat. So I'm going to pull the rifle out on the last day. Right. That was the plan. Yep. And we never really got an opportunity at anything on that first day. Didn't see a bear. We just saw one pile of poop. It was old and, you know, it was just Nothing super fresh. frustrating yeah. for all the other circumstances. This time around, however, the second the second go around, um, first time around there was three of us. It was myself and Jeff and Ian. And the second time around it was just myself and Ian. And uh, we we decided to, to do a little bit more run and gun you know the first time around we had a base camp and we were doing so much driving back and forth basically driving across vancouver island back and forth and we just ate up a lot of time right. having to go back to camp and this time we're like well we're just gonna camp keep camp with us and we're just gonna wherever we go we're gonna find wherever we see good sign that's where we're gonna set up camp and that's how we're gonna do it now i want to back up and, just i want to back up just yeah. just just a little bit here so when when is this the second go round? is this weeks later yes. or no, this is like a month and a bit later. So we okay. ended up going. I'm gonna forget the dates here. Um, hang on, you know what? I got my calendar here. I can tell you when we went. Um, it was in May. That I know for sure. I don't remember when in May. Hang on a second. Jason Bears. Oh, it was the last weekend of May. It was like the 31st. We go. Okay. Yeah, we headed on the 31st. Yeah. yeah. And the minute that we got out there, like, we were. The, the first day we had like a little bit of comedy errors. We, we missed a ferry. There was a, like there was a, a wait basically. It was the, the first ferry was full in the middle of a Thursday afternoon. We're like, what is going on? Why is the ferry full? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't get to hunt that Thursday night. That was our original plan. Friday morning. We, uh, we wake up, we decide to check out an area that we had, we had originally camped in, but we packed up our camp. We started moving and, and we drove around and saw no sign the first thing that morning. And then by Friday afternoon, um, late afternoon, we see our first bear. Just bump him on the road. And it was just like this huge – like I, I couldn't even just begin to describe to you what a relief it was seeing. Game bear. on, right? Like here we are. Here we go. Like let's let's rock and roll. And like Ian and I are high fiving each other. We like we, we scared this thing. We didn't get even get even even get a chance to put a stock on it. But we're like just hyper as heck. Like you're, you're happy excited. to be amongst it because I mean you guys you guys were pretty amped up. I remember you were doing a live video um, yes. when you were yep. on the ferry. Were you guys on the ferry going somewhere across to? We were on the ferry going across to the island. Yeah. Um and so we were doing we were like fletching arrows and I was I was live Instagramming live. Facebook Live or something like that. We were doing yep. something like that, and we were just doing fletching arrows and, and just having a really good time, just sharing with everybody. But once we got to the island, here's another thing: people don't realize we have no reception, no reception on the island. Like there was two spots, maybe about I don't know, fifty square feet, maybe hundred square feet, where we could get reception, and we had no idea why. I remember, yeah, just on the beach somewhere there, space on a beach somewhere, yeah, yeah, we could get reception, and the rest of the time we had no reception whatsoever. So we get there, we, we bump a bear in late, kind of late afternoon. We're like, oh, this is, it's on. We've still got several hours of hunting because, of course, the sun's up late now. And, you know, we've got till a uh, half hour, an hour past sunset. And sun's not setting, setting till like 8.30, 9 o'clock. So we're like, oh, this is, this is stellar. And we probably bumped that first bear. I want to say it was like maybe 4 o'clock in the afternoon or early evening. So we had like lots of hunting time. Yeah. So we, we continue, we, we end up on this, on, on another road and we're, and we're driving and all of a sudden, I, I kid you not, like every, I don't know, maybe every hundred feet or 200 feet or something like that, we're just finding 
piles of droppings after piles of droppings after piles of droppings. And we're going, Oh my goodness. So that, that first day, so this is like, or I guess the first day that we were hunting, this is uh, Friday late evening. Uh, you know, all of a sudden we're bumping bears. We're just seeing them like pop off the road and not getting really any stock opportunities. And we're going slow. We're going yeah. really slow. Um, and we're still bumping them and they're just getting away from us. And, couldn't understand or figure out like you know this this is cool it's exciting but how are we going to make this happen and my mind's just kind of racing how, how many are we talking about here i mean is this like a totally target rich environment or you're seeing just like a no, few no, 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 here no. and like, there i would say so that first day we saw a total i think of four bears could be wrong maybe five yeah on that first on that on that friday when we first started seeing the bears and um and on the fifth one i actually got to, to blow a stock yeah and so it's late in the evening. I'm driving. We're going super slow. All of a sudden, I see a, see this black rump sticking off the side of the road, and I just pull over. And I look at him. He's like, "Why are you stopping?" And he goes, "I think there's a pair there." <laughs> I'm kidding. And so I hop out of the truck real quiet, get my binos up, take a look, and sure enough, it's a bear. Um, he's just he's eating. He doesn't even know that we're there. How far? And uh, he was about a he was 160 yards no no he was 120 yards from me 120 not, yards. Not, not a bad spot there for 120 i mean just to pick out a you know a, a, a bear yep. butt you know yep and so we're uh, so ian said you know my goal for you tonight is to blow a stock on a bear and i'm like well what about that one <laughs> right? and I'm like, he's like oh well we'll see let's he's like for him you know I, god bless this guy I, I love him to death because he said you know for him his goal was if he just it, it would have been exciting for him just to blow a stock on a bear. Yeah. And he's taken several animals. Ian's been hunting for like, you know, I don't know, twenty something years, maybe more than that. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just getting to know him, right? He's, he's he's becoming a very good friend of mine very quickly. And um and he he said he's that, that that it would have been a successful hunt for him if that's all he got to do. So I'm thinking to myself, oh sweet. I mean, this is cool. I I I'm gonna get a chance to, to put a stock on this bear. So I got my bow out. And, um, and I'm, uh, I put an arrow on and I start walking and then right away I realize, crap, the wind is at my back. Uh huh. There's nothing that I'm going to be able to do. He's going to see, he's going to win me. And the second thing was I'm walking on the worst gravel road you could possibly walk on. And it hadn't clue. I could, this is the first time I'm doing this. So I'm kind of a little bit terrified and super excited at the same time but i'm not really thinking how this is all going to work and so i'm moving as slow as i can and trying to hug and stay and pop my head out and see if he's still there and i, I closed the gap from 120 down to i basically got within 60 yards of him yeah well before, before now are you filming went, any of this while this is going on or no ian's taking photos photos okay but not video yeah so he's behind me and actually no i think he did get he did get a little bit of video of me of me getting in on this thing and, uh, and so I'm moving in, I'm moving in, and then all of a sudden I see him look up, and he gets into a bush, and he's staring right at me. And I'm thinking, don't move. Like, he's, he's winded you. And we, I stood there for, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 seconds before he was out of there. He, he bounced pretty quick. Heard him go. I, I heard him go. He probably went up a tree. I, I went all the way. I couldn't see him when I, when I got to where he was. But that was like the highlight of the day. I got back in the truck. I made a video about it. I never posted the video, but I was just super jacked about the video 
that I got a chance to blow a stock on a bear. As Now, you know what? Here's the crazy thing. As excited as I was, I was super upset at the same time. And when I say upset, I mean like the emotions <laughs> of Dylan, you were within rifle range of a bear and you could have been going home with me tonight. I was going to ask you because just just from talking to you tonight and from you know your personality, it sounds like you're extremely goal oriented, right? But you also have the side of you that is like extremely, um, I guess you know like grateful for the things that you get to experience day to day. So I yes. think you kind of experienced both of those at the same time. And I, you you answered my question. I was going to say which side did you fall on? Were you like really pissed, or were you like, oh my god, what an incredible adventure! I'm so blessed to be able to, to do this right now. I- seriously i was going back and forth for the rest of the night yeah. i really was because i was thinking to myself and, and i generally like you know i've been um maybe this is just you know the the the, the leftovers that i get to you know my, my my keepsake of being raised in an indian household uh-huh. <laughs> so, like you know just that this uh, uh performance uh kind of 101 percent like you got to get the bonus question kind of yeah. mentality about me of, you know, I'm really hard on myself when I look at what I could have done and I didn't. And in that moment, it was, I chose, I made, I made the same decision that I was going to do this with a bow. Yeah. I grabbed my bow. My rifle was in the truck, but I grabbed my bow and I got out. But I knew right in that moment, after I, I got off making that video, I thought to myself, you know, if you had pulled your rifle out, that, that, that bear was dead. But how would you have felt, though? Exactly. And that's, I don't know. And I I wrestled with all of those emotions at that moment in time. It was just, it stayed with me of going back and forth. And I'm, you know, in hindsight now, I'm super glad that I stayed the course. But in that moment, I felt it very heavily that, you know, and, and in fact, several of the bears that we had bumped, if we were hunting with a rifle, it was over. Like it, it, we were within a hundred to two hundred yards of every bear that we had bumped. Yeah, and they stopped and gave us opportunities, but we had decided, both Ian and I, we had decided that we were going to do this with a bow, and we yeah. were going. And you know, this is just kind of that's that's part of that, I guess, rite of passage, initiation. I don't know what you want to call it, but there's something, um, you know, it's just it's of epic proportions. To, to be able to do it, to, to get that close. Because that last 60 yards that you that you closed in from the 120 or whatever to the to the 60 where he busted you, right? Whatever experience, however long that took, whatever experiences you had, whatever feelings you had, whatever heart rate you had, you know, you you would have denied yourself that if you had pulled the trigger from 120 yards away. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's I the difference, right? There's people that say stuff like, you know, um, uh, a... Uh, a bow hunter's uh, bow hunter's journey begins where a rifle hunter's ends, right? Yeah, or something like that. Yep. Like something along those the, lines. The stop, be, yeah. The hunt begins where a rifle hunter's. Yeah, right. Right, something along those lines of. Yeah. And so for me, that was that was like that that moment of I get to I get to do this. I don't have to do this. I get to experience this. Right. And that was what was super amazing to me was that, you know, a lot of the time we're not a I'm, I'm just as bad as this. You know, a lot of times when I'm posting on Instagram, people think, hey, you know, you're doing this for us. 
No, I'm posting it for me. These are <laughs> reminders. These are things that I remember that I'm like, come on, Dylan, get it together. Like you need to remind yourself of this and putting it into print or taking the effort to dwell on it and write a message about it. That's like the best gift I can give. It's kind of silly. It's just a selfish thing, but I'm putting it out there because I know it's going to help everybody else. But really, I'm learning from it just as much as everyone else is. Yeah, vocal so, vocalizing. It's just like teaching, right? I mean, if you really know how to teach, you you know you should be able to you should be able to to teach. You know, not not from notes, but from what you know. And every now and then, you need to like say it out loud to yourself to reaffirm that. Yep, I know what I'm talking about. The teacher has to know the material better than the student. They right. First they first have to simplify it in their own mind in order to be able to give it to somebody else in yeah. a digestible format, right? And so, um, so anyway, so the the that moment of going back and forth of being absolutely depressed and super excited at the at the same time, uh, man, I wish everybody gets a chance to feel that because it's it's you gotta wrestle with it. It's the only other way I can explain is you need to wrestle with those feelings of this. You know, I'm grateful for what I have, and at the same time, I'm going to learn from this and take it with me into the next encounter. Right. And that's so that's where I ended up. I was like, all right, well, I didn't pull the rifle out because I I decided that I was on this principle of I am a bow hunter. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. I gave myself permission to operate this way. I cannot beat myself up for this. The only way that you can get past those feelings is to is to turn it into what did I learn? What could I do better? Right. And that's where I went for the rest of the evening. So a couple of things that I learned was number one, you got to be. You, if the wind's not in your favor, like you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put the wind in your favor. That's something that I wasn't quite ready on that first stock to do so what could was I, there another could way I, around or was it is it just I like mean, like a two-track road, road and there's forest on either side so yeah. it, really how am i going to do this i got to go into the woods and i got to try to make the least amount of noise possible to get around behind him right like that's right. the only thing that i could have done and could i have done that yeah I, it may have still i may have still blown it completely but that's i, I wasn't even in that thinking i wasn't even that mode of thinking when I was on that first stock, yeah, there was just so many emotions going on that I, I wasn't there yet. And so, um, you know, I, what, another thing that I learned was, um, another thing that I learned was I cannot be loud. And so I pulled a, uh, I pulled a South Cox I, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of giving away the, the second, the second hunt, but or the second stock, um, but I said, you know what? I'm going to try socks the next time. Okay. I'm going to take my boots off yep. and I'm going to go on my socks because it's just way too loud. And I just um, got, I got to be quiet. So, so I'm most of this is, is, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt, but so most of this is uh-huh. on kind of gravel, uh, like, like two track back roads kind of thing. Like you're not actually like yeah. deep, deep into the woods. Right. And this is, I'm guessing no, it's a, it's a hunt on either side of us. There's pretty, there's tons of forest on the other side of us. Right. And there is, uh. Like th- these are logging roads because there's logging companies that are just – they're destroying so much habitat. Yeah. It's insane how much they're, they're, they're logging. And that's why I actually had the three flat tires the very first time is they, the trucks would go back and, first, back and forth so much. They would erode the roads away. They'd basically blast granite and throw that on the road. Oh, are you kidding? So, 
No, I'm not joking. It Holy was black shit. Hispanic on the so so what what I'm driving on. I mean, you, you could have. I mean, I had a brand new truck with new tires. They weren't. They were four ply tires. But man, you're you're driving on glass pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. You know. Yeah. So so that, and, and these bears too. They're they're used to they're 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 used to humans too. So it's not like humans are a foreign thing to them, right? No, no, not at all. So they and they so, see one, they scatter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. they're they're not really that you know that worried about people and you know there's been stories of like you know the the loggers and stuff like that they're throwing their own sandwiches at them and stuff and doing all sorts of things they shouldn't be doing yeah but yeah it is what it is right so now are these bears uh, aggressive at all i mean this is canada no handguns right i mean did you got you had your no rifle handguns. with you and stuff but well okay so i to be honest with you like i this is my first encounter my first experience all the bears that i'd seen so i in total we saw i guess what like 11 bears or something like wow, that wow yeah and and out of eleven bears, not a single one, not a single one of them was, you know, actually there were no, there were no um, sows with cubs. Okay, yeah. There were no sows with cubs, so there were no, you know, provo- there there were no situations where we were provoking a response from a bear. Right. So every time we would bump them, they'd probably hear the truck or see us or wind us, and then they were boom, they were out of there. They were gone. Yeah. Like they, they were gone. They, they, they weren't sticking around to figure anything out. So they were pretty skittish. Um, and so really, this was, just, you know, your eyes need to be good. You need to spot them. You need to see sign on the road. Okay, you need to be able to spot them. And then you need to be able to get close to them. And they'll stay close to the close to the road. They'll, bop, they'll maybe hop into a clear cut or whatever. But we're basically driving logging roads, looking through clear cuts and trying to see if we can spot and then stalk. Right. Um, so yeah, that was our first day. We finished first, up first, the yeah, the first night. night. That's awesome. And then, so okay, yeah, go ahead, continue with the story. Yeah. So the the second day, we decided that we were going to check out some other areas. We did some driving around, saw some sign, um, did a little bit of exploring, but we ended up going back to the same spot just later in the day. We decided we were going to take the morning to do to go and explore some other go go and explore some other places. Yep. And. We, as, as awesome as the sign was, we didn't see any bears. We didn't bump any bears that, that second morning. It's a Saturday morning now. Now, are you guys camping, you said, or, or yeah, are you, okay. Yeah. So we dropped a tent. We found, a, we found a spot, um, and we, we, we pitched a tent. I slept in my truck. Ian did, uh, Ian did tent on the second night. I slept in one. I'm, I'm testing tents out right now because I'm still collecting materials. Yep. You know, I, I know I'm, I'm just kind of increasing my gear count yep um, sorry my friend uh, <laughs> that's I've right got my 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 three-year-old i'm gonna have to just press pause for a second here to help my my four-year-old not three uh just gotta take him to the bathroom sure. i apologize you yep. might have to edit this out i'll be right back that's all right and we're back and we're back all right potty break so, it's important yeah no i just he wasn't supposed to be down here in the first place but oh i don't care man are you mom. kidding no but She's got two other ones she's dealing with. So, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, so we we, uh, we camped that first night. Ian cooked us up some amazing Dan Dan noodles. I cracked open a Guinness, just kind of spent the night. I made a fire, spent the night, just kind of thinking to myself, okay, for round two, what am I going to do different? And just kind of sat with it and stayed with it, and tried to finish the evening in a positive mental state um which sometimes for me can be hard to do yeah but uh you know went to bed and then we were up super well, not too too early but early enough had breakfast got some coffee 
drove around on that second day that, that next morning, didn't see much, and we decide that uh, we're going to head back to the same area, that same road where we bumped, you know, five, six bears that previous day. Yep. And we're going down this road in the opposite direction that we came down it the first time. Is that because of the so, wind? Because last time you saw it, because the well, I guess it wouldn't make you know, no, it wouldn't it, make a difference. It, yeah. it, it actually it, it wasn't because of the wind, but it, the wind was actually working in our favor that way. Like it just kind of worked out that way. We we okay. didn't plan it, but it worked in our favor. Yeah. The reason we were going back that way was just because of how much driving we had done and where we ended up. It just made sense for us to go down it the other way. So I gotcha. that's kind of yep. why we ended. So we started going down it, and and. Sure enough, we start getting to the area. We're starting to see sign and everything, and then all of a sudden, slam on the brakes and like 200 yards out, we see a black bear. And this time it's Ian's. It's Ian's turn. So he hops out of the truck. I hop out of the truck. I start filming this, and uh, and all of a sudden we realize there's another truck behind us. Ah. Oh. And. We're just so like we go and chat with the guy and he's like, hey, no, we're we're on a on our way to a fishing trip. Uh, he's like, I got my bear already. I'd love to see you get one, and if you do, I'll help you, like you know, carry him out of there and everything. And he was super cool. Nice. But right away, Ian kind of felt the pressure of you know we're holding somebody up here, and it was his idea from our from our kind of the discussions the the previous day of what to do in a stalking situation. Um, so he starts closing the gap and starts to clue in and goes, okay, the, the wind is perfect. It's in our face. He's starting to, to, to close the gap here. And this bear, which is on the left side of the road, um, just decides to cross the road right in front of Ian. And he's <laughs> like in the middle of the road walking towards this bear. Yeah. And he was a big bear. Like he wasn't, he wasn't a small bear by any means. Like he, he looked, I mean, if I look at the video, I could, I'll send it to you later, but this freaking bear is a big bear. Uh, and so he crosses the road like right in front of Ian, probably another hundred yards in front of him. Doesn't he has no kick, no worries in the world. Just kind of moseys on over and starts eating on the other side. Does he see Ian him? Takes his shoes off, and I'm like, sweet, this is it. Like this is gonna happen. And he starts closing the gap and closing the gap. And I'm like, frick, he's down. He's like, he's into seventy yards now. Like we could totally do this. Yeah. And then he stops. The bear bear looks up. Hasn't quite figured anything out yet. And then starts to walk towards Ian. And I'm thinking to myself, uh-oh, like, this bear's going to walk, like, right up to him. Yeah. And he got, I, I, I want to say, I, was, I had my rangefinder out, and I was ranging, I was trying to go back and forth between them and just do the math in my head. And I'm like, he probably got to, like, 40 yards. Wow. And then knew something was up. Could he see and him so, on the road there still, or he, did, did he Ian totally kind of duck into the, into yeah, the bush? He was he was right in front of him. He's dead in front of him, and I'm I've got all this on film. He's dead in front of him, and he stops and he's just kind of looking there, and he's looking and he's looking, and I'm like, oh no, he's he's figuring it out. He's piecing it together. He doesn't know what he is because I guess his eyes weren't that good or what, or Ian was just standing super still, and but, but he didn't enough. have wind, right? Yeah. So smart little smart little fella. He just decides to hop in and try to wind him. He actually goes around yep. and tries to get behind him just to see if he could catch Ian's scent. And as soon as I saw him run across the road, I was like, ah, freak, he's out of here. And he start, and then Ian starts to double back. He's just, he's not, he doesn't want him to catch the wind. And sure enough, 
he probably walked back another maybe 10 or 15 yards or something like that and then we heard him like basically go up a tree we tried to go see if we could find him couldn't find him and he was gone so he kind of came so, through the woods kind of yeah. doubled back while ian was still on the road and then he couldn't get That's back right. in time but so the, the bear the bear was faster through the woods basically and then basically caught, yeah. caught a whiff was, okay yeah he was out of there and uh and but you know Ian can't, I was just, I couldn't believe I got that on film. It was just, it was so cool to see. And the difference that it made for me, like I was paying attention to everything. I was just going, this is, this is unreal for me to be able to witness this in real life, to see the difference that it makes taking your shoes off and putting a stock on something was just mind blowing to me. And that was that experience and it was super cool and I was so happy for Ian like I'm still super excited like I was so I'm still so happy for him because that was his goal was like if I get to blow a stock on a bear and I get to get in he's like I, this it's a successful trip for me yeah and uh, and you know that was it so I, he came back and I high-fived him and I, I couldn't believe w- what he just did and then we, we had a conversation with the guys in the truck behind us and we let them go past and that was kind of like where our spirits begin to sink. Because, uh, begin to sink because we're going. Well, they're just going to blow everything on the road in front of us, right? Like they're they're going to drive and they're going to they're going to scare everything off on the road that we're driving down. Yeah. And uh, you know we're we're basically our hunting opportunities are going to be limited from this point. So anyway, they go past us. You and I just kind of take our time, get back in the truck, and we start driving. And sure enough, we see all the sign we saw the day before. Yeah. Uh, and you know, one of the things that we had done, I was getting good at doing this, was basically driving over all the bear scat so we know that we could count it, like what was fresh and what we'd seen before. And <laughs> That's a good idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, so normally what we would do is we'd get out there, and we'd check and see how fresh it is, then we'd find a stick or a rock and shove it through so that we are not double counting it. Yeah. But then eventually you just kind of get tired of hopping out of the truck every single time. So yep. you just drive over it and then you know that, no, oh, that's old. Because that's old, you squished it, yep. Right? So we keep going. And we get to a, a a junction. It's probably we drive for probably a, uh, I don't know, maybe another fifteen minutes, something like that, maybe twenty minutes. We get to a junction, and then there's a a, a switchback that goes down into this massive area of clear cuts where Ian had actually harvested a bear a few years ago uh, with a rifle, and. Um, and so we're like, yeah, let's go check this down because, you know, the, the truck's gone ahead of us already. They probably didn't go down this way, so we might as well go down. And it's just this massive, massive, you know, clear cut. It's it's huge. It's just – it's unbelievably huge. You can, there's a road that goes through it, a very, you know, awkward gravel road that goes through it that you can drive for uh, probably like a good – uh, two three minutes you can go all the way down this but it's just this massive clear cut so we we start to go down this road and so i've had my turn the day before to blow a stock ian's had his turn to blow a stock the 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 rotation is back at me now yep and so on but i'm driving so i um i'm driving and we come down around a corner and we're getting into this clear cut and all of a sudden there's a bear just right in the middle of the road who sees us come around the corner and hops right into the clear cut. And I go right into this is it mode. <laughs> Hop out of the truck, open the back door, grab my bow, knock an arrow, pulled my shoes off right at the truck, and then just start walking. And I have no idea where this bear has gotten to. 
I saw him hop into the clear cut, but I have no clue where he actually is. My heart's beating, and I'm just moving slowly, breathing as he- like breathing heavily and trying to stay in control of my breathing. And I have a, I have a, a general idea, like, oh, he hopped into the clear cut. He's got to be somewhere in front of me. I didn't think that he would have gone around me. I think he might have just want to get a. He probably ran away from me and then probably stopped and turned around to get a see get what a good you look were, right? Yep. See what I am or something like that. But I noticed that the wind was in my face, and I went, "This is perfect." So I just tried to keep the wind in my face and move as slow as I possibly could. And I was conscious of, and I had wool socks on, but I was conscious of where every step was going, and I could feel the gravel underneath my feet. I could feel the wood chips, I could feel the leaves, I could feel everything as I'm moving um, forward. And then I see him. And there's only one thing in my head, and this is conversations that I've had with Ian. When he's eating, you move. When he's not looking at you, you close the gap. The minute he looks up, you stop. Now, do do bears do the um, the fake out thing the deer do? You know, where they see you or they might, you know, think something's up and they put their head down and then they kind of do the fake out. They kind of look right up again. You know what I mean? This one didn't do that. Like, he actually just put his head down. Yeah. And you would just eat, eat, eat and then stick it up again to just kind of figure out what's going on and then put his head back down. And I was shocked that this bear was doing this. He was letting me do this, basically. So, How how far are we talking right now? So, I'm probably... Uh, 35 yards away. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I'm closing this as I'm walking and I'm looking around. I'm just just trying to keep my wits about me and I'm closing the gap and I get to under 25 yards when he pops his head up again and I go, frick, he's right there. (laughs) And he's like right in front of me and we're, we're in 25 yards and I stop and I go, you're dead. Like, you, you, uh, the words that went through my head were, you are so screwed right now. And I'm talking to the bear, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right? And so I, he's, he's broadside, quartered, actually he's broadside, facing uh, kind of about half quarter towards, towards me. So like his, his face is in towards my face. So quartering, not away, quartering towards me. Yep. Um, but st- still plenty of broadside, so... With a, with a black bear, their lungs and their vitals, like, they're actually farther back than you think they are. Yeah. Because if you hit them too far forward, you're just going to hit shoulder. So you, you have, basically have to aim for the center of this bear. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's the way to do it. So I've got a, uh, a swamp shark. It's like 180 grain and uh, super wide cutting edge on this thing. Um, Joel had given it to me. I was out turkey hunting with him, and uh, when we were down there, we were, we were you know, using, using those on turkeys. And, uh, one of the guys that we were with down there, um, Richard, Richard Cote, um, he, uh, he had taken a couple of black bears with the swamp sharks and he's like, man, the cutting hole on this thing, it's unreal. You've got to shoot this. Those so things are nasty. Why, yeah. I've seen them. I mean, any of the, any of the whole like shark, you know, the Simmons family, but yeah. 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 So that's what I've got on the front and I just pull back and mm-hmm. I'm, so I'm, I'm using a tab sear, basically. I've got a, 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 a thumb, because I shoot with my thumb. I shoot like Joel does. Oh, you uh, do? Left-handed bow. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so oh, I'm I know a, that. shooting a left-handed bow, right-handed. And this is a bow that's actually a Wengard bow that I got a week ago when I was turkey hunting. 
it, it wengered trains had actually built it for joel yep and when we were turkey hunting joel put it in my hands i wanted it because i when i saw trent put that bow up on instagram I'm like whoa 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 because i had an order with him and i was like we're changing my order i want to <laughs> test this out so my goal was to get to to, to to turkey hunt with joel and to test out his bow and then put an order in do redo my order with trent and the long and short of it was you know that bow was built for me like yeah. it, it fit my hand perfectly it was just money everything that i was shooting out of it was just brilliant and so um is this the ibex you know, I, I, the uh this is the oh the tar the, the tar yeah okay the ibex is the the, yeah. the the greek or the tar is the yeah okay yep yeah so this is a long bow long and it's 56 yep. inch super small um, and it's just, it's perfect. I'm fascinated with longbows. I love recurves, but I love longbows, longbows more. How long did you say um, it, so anyway, it was? So, What's the ammo on it? Um, 56 inches. 56, and, okay. Yeah, 56. And it's at my draw length, it's, uh, it's just hanging up at the, the top over there. Uh, at my draw length, it's 31, 31 inch draw length. Wow. It's about 51 pounds. Yeah. 50. So with my thumb, I get an extra. So I, I anchor like right back where my ear is. Right. And you just look at your fingers, right? Like where where your fingers are and where your thumb is. Like there's a there's like a good inch and a bit right there. Yeah, right? yeah. Just, I remember Joel talking about you, that about the the benefits of doing that is you're getting you know inch and a half, two inch extra draw length. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then all the boundaries that comes with it and all that. It's just fantastic. So I so I shoot like that and I shoot like that mostly because I have the same problem that Joel has is I keep hitting my face and my nose. I've got a controlled shot and I can't. There's nothing that I can do unless I anchor in front. Right. And if I anchor in front of my face. I'm not in. I'm not in full uh, back tension. I'm like I right. tend to collapse on that because I can't hold it. So in order for me to hold it, I've got to get all the way back here. So I'm like at full draw, and I've got a, a sear system built into my thumb, uh, my thumb tab. And so I'm just <clears> waiting <throat> for this thing to pop, and it pops, and I let that arrow go. And as soon as I let that arrow go, this bear he did something that I didn't think he was going to do, which was he turned into my arrow. Oh. So he turned. I thought he would turn away from me, if anything, giving a turned, better broadside shot. Yeah, but give me a better broadside. But he turned into it with his head down. Oh shit! My arrow went into the base of his skull, right into his spinal cord. Oh man! Instant, then at least done. Yes. Right. Done. That was fortuitous because it could have turned out a lot worse for. Uh, oh, it could have yeah. turned out so much worse, man. God was behind that arrow. Seriously. Yeah. That... So he turned, it went in, and from my. Like, I'm 25, 20, 25 yards away. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just face shot a bear. <laughs> I just shot the thing in the face. Like, I'm freaking out. I I was like, Did I it go right down? Me. It must have, right? I mean, you severed the spine, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. He, he, so he dropped instantly. He was dead. Yeah. Like, dead, dead. There was nothing. There's no move. Like, and I heard it. I was like, thwack, crash. That was it. But my mind was going, you just shot a bear in the face. Yeah. You're about to get eaten. Like, you know, like, get ready because something bad could happen at any second now. And um, and so I look around at Ian and he's like, it was good. It was good. I heard it. And I said, uh, no, I shot him in the face. And he's like, oh, I'm getting my rifle. So he, he <laughs> goes back to the truck, gets his rifle up, comes up to me and he goes, okay. Take a deep breath. We're just gonna go really slow. I'm right beside you. If you say shoot, I'm gonna shoot. Cause you can. Can you <laughs> like see that. him? Can you see the bear now? Like, or is it like in no, in the no. grass? He's in a clear so cut. And he's in. He's in. He's. We're in a clear cut, right? So there's like hills and whatever. Right. There's stumps all over the place. I have no idea. Like he, 
he when I hit him, he went down into a like his hole. Like he, he was, okay. He was he was in this kind of hole already, and he just kind of stuck his his body came up to look at me, and that's where the shot was. And then he turned into it, and then he went back down. Yeah. And so we're walking slowly towards us. I've got another arrow knocked. I'm ready to go. We keep walking forward and walking forward and walking forward, and we get to where we think he was. And we're looking around, going, "I don't see a bear." And we're looking out. We're looking over. Yeah. We thought maybe he ran. The dude was at our feet, and we didn't know. Yeah. All of a sudden, Ian just kind of shoves me, and he goes, "He's right here." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> there he is, right there!" And he's literally like, you know, three feet in front of me oh, at Jesus. my feet. Yeah. And could just could not believe it. And I'm freaking out, going, "Dude, what if he's still alive? What if I've done something wrong?" Like. All of the emotional stuff, you know, like I'm and I'm trying in my this is all going through my head and I'm trying to rein it all in and hold it together and just talk myself through it. And that's that for me was the key was to talk myself through it. It's what am I going to do? You know, what what are we going to do? Ian's like, Dylan, he's dead. Yeah. Like, look, at he's he's like, he's dead, dead. He's like, if you want to, you want to make sure you chuck a buck on him. And that's what we did. We took this just big rock and we threw it on him and he didn't move yep he was dead and uh and for good measure i wanted to make sure sure because usually when you spine something you want you, you want this it calls for a follow-up shot but Absolutely. i was right. not having anything with it i was like i'm gonna put one through the center of him just in case like just in case in case to make sure that he's absolutely dead dead mm-hmm. so you know we sure enough he was completely dead and uh we Dragged him up, got some rope around his leg, dragged him up, pulled him up on, onto the road, and um, and uh, took the you know t- t- took our pictures, did whatever, and then started skinning him and doing what we needed to do. And Man, as we get to you know we've got to remove the head off this thing. We're having some issues getting through, c- cutting all the way through, and we start hearing metal. <laughs> I wonder what that could be. (laughs) Ian, wait a minute. I'm going to go get my pliers. Get my Leatherman, come back. And sure enough, that swamp shark was lodged in the middle of his spine. Like that thing went right. Like it, it, it just, it blows my mind how, like there was no way that thing was going to survive with that lodging itself in its spinal cord. Right. Yeah. And sure enough, we got the swamp shark back, and I've got it. I'm gonna when I get the claws and all that stuff done, I'm gonna put a nice little uh, shadow box trophy case and cool. put together with that. But uh, but yeah, so you know it was, it was really cool. But that the arrow we found the arrow broken somewhere else, but the head um, it was lodged in his spinal in his spinal cord, and it was it was incredible. And that was that. We had no way of telling anyone what had happened. We had middle of nowhere with no reception, and so we just kind of got to work. And you know, a couple hours later, uh, we've got them all in the back of the truck, and we start heading back to to where we had camped the night before. And we had a brief, like I don't know, five minutes small window of reception where I was able to call my wife and tell her that we're coming home with some meat, and uh, she was super excited. And and we posted a couple of pictures on Instagram, which I, people got irritated with me for, because my plan was I was going to post more, thinking we would get more reception somewhere along the way, but we yeah. never did until the very next day. And, you know, it just ended up being this really mean thing to do, <laughs> to post, um, you know, t- teaser photos. And, uh, and yeah, and then we, 
that like that was but you know what sometimes that's better though you know because especially in this day and age you know you want to show everybody you want everyone there with you you want you want to see hey i did this i did that i took two more steps i took three more you know what i mean like how much and and i'm guilty of it too right but sometimes it's just good to be like you know what this is just something i shared with me my friend and this animal and that's it that's all that needed to be there you know what i mean and you're a religious guy so maybe you know with god or something like that but i mean that's it Yep. Right. Yep. And exactly. and sometimes it gives you, you know, you got a chance to reflect on it a little bit. And then, OK, we had our time now over the rest of <clears throat> excuse me, the rest, the rest of the world, of the world can, can see about. Yeah, yeah. Now they can they can know about it, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, and I don't re- I didn't realize how big of a deal. Like for me, I was still in disbelief that it had happened for the rest of the day and the day after and the day after that. But then the more that I talked to people, the more people started to say stuff to me like, you don't realize, like, that's not common what you just did. No, absolutely. That's it. I mean, like, I mean, I, I, I would love to go on a bear hunt, you know, and I'd love to save up to go on. But I mean, my first ones probably, if I ever go, will be, you know, on some like baited hunt somewhere in Canada, you know, Manitoba. I'm in Minnesota, right? So yeah. something like that. But to do what you did, you know, spot and stuck, I mean, that's like, yeah, I mean, that's like legendary status, you know, in your first year. I, but, I, <laughs> but here's the other half of it is I, I don't, so when I started piecing everything together and trying to zoom out and get some perspective on it this is where it started to to this is like this is the super exciting part for me was what does this really mean for how we live and operate in the world yeah it comes back down to belief see i didn't know any better i i I didn't have any negative belief um you know uh belief system hindering me from this is possible or this is what we're going to do yeah you didn't know you weren't supposed to be able to do it so you just right you know did so, it. you know for, if, if someone had told me hey for your first bear hunt it's going to be on a baited site somewhere like if someone had painted me that picture then immediately i would have started making this journey way harder than it needed to be yeah right well even the way but you told the, that story it sounds like you just like saw it boom and immediately went into like hunter or predator or killer mode whatever you want to call but, it boom socks you know shoes are off i'm after it right and you just right but it, yeah but but, but what, what's not like what's the i'm surprised that i was able to execute in hindsight but i'm also not surprised because of the mental preparation that went behind it right like when when we say like visualize what's going to happen the next time around so i would say stuff and be like oh right, you need to get out of the truck faster you need to get the shoes off like i'm replaying every step it's almost like so i, I love um using I'm, I'm studying latin right now and so you know a lot of the english language and many of the romance languages they all have their root and their base in latin so when right. you look at the word to provide pro vide pro vide provide Pro is for, vide is sight. It means foresight, to look ahead. Huh. So if we're not constantly looking into the future and imagining the scenarios and coming up with a game plan and a backup plan for what could and might or might not happen, we're really flying blind. Yeah. We really are. And we're doing such a disservice to ourselves and to the circumstance and to the people around us because that becomes habitual. That's how we then operate in every other area of our life. For me, the you mean a negativity is, or kind of building walls around what you know you, you think both, you can accomplish absolutely. in life? Absolutely, negativity yeah. because then you're like, oh, you know, I suck at this. When it's not really that you suck at it, you just didn't put the preparation required to get it. Right. Like, think about it this way a plane takes off at whatever, 350 kilometers an hour. Let's just go with that. I don't know what the miles are, but let's say right. it's three, 350 kilometers an hour. That's takeoff. If you get to 349 and stay at 349, you're burning fuel, you're running out of runway. 
but you're not taken off. Right. You just didn't do what was necessary to get lift. And so people think they suck at something or they're not good at something when that's not really the case. What's actually the case is that they misjudged the physical and mental preparation required to get the result. Yeah. It's that simple. When the physical and mental preparation are equivalent to what the result is asking for, you're going to get the result. It's just that simple. And so for me, like, yeah, I'm in disbelief, but I can look back and zoom out and piece everything together and go, well, I'm actually not in disbelief because I did exactly what I needed to do to get the result. I put the, I, I, I stacked the, what is it? They stacked the chips in my favor. Right. I put myself in the best, absolute best position to win with this. Well, That's I mean, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you, you learn from every encounter. You shot your bow. You got proficient. You got training from the right people. You got the mental training, you know, with, with you know, the Joel Turner and all this and that. And, uh, you know, and, and, and a little bit of luck. Hey, that bear happened to just, you know, only go as far as he did. And, Absolutely. And, and you took advantage of the, you know, situation. I mean, that's. Absolutely. You know, con- confluence of everything going right on that day, and that's that's awesome. That's really really awesome. What do you uh, what are you doing with the bear? Uh, what have you uh, started eating that thing yet? Or oh yeah, we have. So the first thing we did was we named him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's like a weird thing to do or not, but I named him. <laughs> that's all right. We we call him Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby. Uh, so <laughs> don't ask me why his name is Ricky Bobby, but his name is Ricky Bobby. So we we started. Uh, so we got home on Sunday. No. Did we get home on Sunday? Yes, we did. Sunday and Monday we processed him um, at, uh, at Ian's place. And we did sausage with him. We did a corned bear. So corned beef, but corned bear. Dude, I've got um, corned venison in the fridge right now. I just I just mixed nice. up. Uh, yeah. Um, my last little bit of, uh, I didn't even shoot this thing. This is roadkill deer that I happened to come upon <laughs> awesome. as the thing was dying. Right? Oh, Poor little man. thing, tender, but whatever. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm like, man, what am I going to do with this tiny little, like, like pound and a half, two pound chunk? And I'm like, man, you know, I made corn venison for, I'm going to make it again. So just literally like an hour before we got on tonight, I, it's, it's, cool. it's in the fridge yeah, right now. First, and it's this first is going to be a first for me. I've, <laughs> I've never done this before, but I'm oh, looking forward to it. It'll come out really good. Yeah. Yeah. So we did Smokies, we did sausage, um, you know, so we've got, we've got a, a lot of grind and we've got a bunch of. Uh, steak cuts, stew cuts, what have you, and I'm sous viding everything, and oh, we had them a couple of times. So like it's you know it's man, just, I got to invest I, in a sous vide machine. I you know I for, for me I always say like 50% of uh, people are tired of hearing me saying it, but the whole hunting thing for me is the whole the the, the kitchen side of it, right? The food sous. I do oh, all yes. that stuff myself yeah. too, and I just you know I mean, they're, they're 100 bucks on Amazon. I, yeah. For me, I got it got it as a as a gift for our, to our family a couple right. of years ago at Christmas, and I haven't looked back. I've never been disappointed with it. Really? Like, seriously, yeah. there's just no way. There's no way that you can do it wrong. Um, you just figure out your temperature and you just go for it. Like, it's that's a great way to step up your kitchen game, you know. I, I I'm gonna have to yep. you know look into that pretty soon, but yeah, um, yeah. yeah, no. So yeah, so we're reading them, and uh, next on the on the radar here is um, elk in September. Um, weren't successful with with uh, the draws this year, um, but um, but you know, I mean, it's just kind of the way that luck of the draw uh it's just the way things go i saw you were unsuccessful uh, and, with uh what is this was it was it you that posted on there something about it was a yeah, mule, mule deer that you didn't get or mule, yeah so mule deer and so there's a couple of areas where you can take a doe which is what i put in for right. and another area where it was archery only where we were hunting bear actually on the island we saw lots of elk and so i was like man if i could get if i could do an archery only tag here 
that would just be stellar because there's rosies on the island and that's what you hunt on the island but you have to it's a draw only you right. can't just hunt elk on the island but on the mainland which is where now because I was unsuccessful with the draw I'm heading to, to just kind of to the towards the interior and uh, in the interior I'll be doing Rocky Mountain Rocky Mountain elk so uh, it, it really pays dividends to you know I've just been I've been a student of Joel for a while and he's become a good friend and and um, you know I, I, I love hanging out with him but one of the dividends that, that that you know in addition to everything else has been I've learned very in a very short time how to call well so I'm yeah because he's like a champion him. caller right yep yep two yeah. time uh, you know L calling champion and uh, he's he's very very good so I'm we're gonna be hanging out here uh, in a couple of weeks and then uh, we might see each other again actually might we will see each other again the week after that at Etar. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so I'm just basically going to be fine tuning a little bit of like my game plan for, for elk. Um, I'm going to be doing a lot of scout scouting in the month of August, a lot of driving and, uh, September, I basically said to myself, to, to my wife and to, to me, I'm going to take a pay cut in the month of September just to put an elk on the ground. Just to, yeah, um, just to get it done. Cause then, yeah, just to get it November done, you get busy again. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know, the other kind of the other challenging bit was that babies due in November. Yeah. So you know the cool thing is if I take that time in uh, in September, and I come across an opportunity with uh, whitetail or blacktail or mule deer. Yeah. Um, you know that's all open, or and I I'll, I am going to get a second bear tag. So. Um, oh, for if, fall, uh, yeah. Okay. Pops, yeah, for for the fall. So. <clears throat> Um, in the interior where there aren't a whole lot of salmon, which is kind of what I like is if they eat a lot of salmon or eat a lot of fish, they're fishy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fishy. But in the interior, there's a lot of berries. So oh, hopefully we get a good, if there's a second bear that, you know, we put on the ground, then it'll be a, a decent tasting bear. But otherwise, yeah, my, my number one priority is, is elk hunting. And, um, and then I got a couple of backup plans for October. Uh, if I don't get my deer in September, then uh, I've got a few places that I'm going to try um, with just the local buddies, Ian, Jeff, Justin, Hector, uh, these really cool people that I've met through, um, you know, the Facebook communities, the push. Um, it's just been a new world that's opened up for me. So I'm like, I'm grateful. And then everything I do on Instagram is really to help that community. Yeah. Um, I want people to take... If I could just take what I've what I've learned over the last ten years in just about business and life and goal setting and uh, you know really trying to get the most out of you to perform and uh, and to be able to celebrate that with your family and with your friends. If I can bring that to the push community, to the trad world community, to the hunting community in general, you know I think that people would just be they they'd just enjoy it more. Yeah, no, I, and, and like I said, I, I, I enjoy, you know, listening to your stuff and, and watching your stuff, and it's always, you know, it, we, you know, we need need more of that rather than, you know, all, all the other crap out there, but uh, my recorder is about to die here, so I don't want to lose yeah, anything. Yeah, no, and I, I got to get my kids the, to bed, Yeah, too, I so know, we... ditto, I got to, well, actually, she's, she's got a sleepover thing tonight, they're probably out, or they're probably gabbing upstairs, I don't know, but... Uh, <laughs> Man, it's been it's been awesome. So you're you're on Instagram, Dylan Drago, right? D R E G O, right? That's yeah, so um, Dylan Drago. Yeah. Uh, it's my handle, and uh, I mean you can find me on the Facebook forums, pretty easy. But uh, you know, 
just don't be a stranger. Say hi. Um, and, uh, you know, and if, if you if you see value in any of the stuff that I'm doing, share it, you know, like just yeah. re like I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to become insta famous or anything like that. I just want more people to know that there's someone like me rooting for them that can say you can. Um, I believe in you. Look what I've done in, you know, three years. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to go from zero experience to here to the rest of the world might seem unreal. And here I'm just saying that you could do it, too. Like, it's not it's just this is what it takes. This we can it do takes. it. Cool, man. On that, I think uh, I, I think we're good. So I really, really uh, appreciate you hopping on here. I know scheduling is always tough with kids and all that. I end up oh, doing man, these at night. Good. Like good. I said, downstairs in my basement here in the hovel hole. So yeah, no, <laughs> you got to get them in when you can. You. I don't know if you can still see. Like this is my living room, and it's just. I, I've been look. I've been looking at your frozen picture for the last fifty-two minutes. I think, but uh, the, the, oh, audio, the audio the audio is perfect. Perfect. Then that's good. We're yeah, good. audio's perfect, but uh, you froze up a long time ago, so I'm looking at your ear right now. But <laughs> oh, sorry. That's all right. All right, man. Um, I will be. Uh, I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll we'll see you. We'll... I'll see you in the ether world we'll out there. There we go, man. All right. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, and uh, and I'll catch you soon. All right. Take all right, care. man. Thank you. Bye bye. Cheers.